This is Father Bonaventure Chapman. And I'm Father Joseph Anthony Cress. Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen or view your podcasts. Father Joseph Anthony, it is near Father's Day, of course. Mm -hmm. Near Father's Mm -hmm. Day. So, um, it's you know, Father's Day is nice because it's the start of June. Summer's started Mm -hmm. up a little bit. It's a chance to kind of celebrate a little bit after Memorial Day. Um, nice punctuated by this sort of thing. Um, but I love Father's yeah. Day too because uh, my my father's birthday is in June. And so it, oh, sometimes nice. it falls on Father's Day. Sometimes it's always right around it. So it's like June is definitely the month of pops in my life. So, so. The, here's, I mean, this could be a personal question, but when, when okay. it fell on Father's Day, did you get him two cards or two gifts? Or, I mean, when in general, like how did you, de- when you were growing um, up, how did you deal or still deal with father's day and birthday because i mean this will get to your own version of this as yeah, well but yeah, how'd you deal with I that mean, i'm i'm not really good at giving gifts i'm not super thoughtful i tell people i love them and I, i'll talk to them but i i don't have enough forethought to like oh this is a really good gift for them In a week yeah um yeah by the way speaking of i gotta hit up amazon prime shipping's where it's at um yeah there you go but yeah, I'm never the best at that stuff. But as a family, we'd always make sure that he had, you know, his birthday gifts. And then there was okay, a both, Father's Day both, card or Father's. Yeah. And it was always something small. It was, you know, sure. something small for Father's Day, but something bigger for his birthday. But yeah, yeah. we always kind of made sure that there was both were recognized, both even if they were a day apart or on the same day and stuff like that. Well, this is uh, personal and tough for you because, of course, your birthday, mm-hmm. um, should we say, right. is... He's right next to Christmas. I won't give it away. Yes. So no, one just kind of gives you a treat. But uh, so that meant that you grew up with having. I mean, you know, my dad was that. Uh, my dad's December tenth. I have a friend who was December twentieth. But twenty, you know, uh-huh. as, you, as you get closer and closer to Christmas, you should say um, the temptation is to not celebrate. Out. So how? Do, I mean, this is the, this is not a Christmas episode, but it's Christmas in June, maybe. Um, how did Christmas? Uh, yeah. How did how did it go celebrating like two these again two yeah, two yeah. celebrations together? Do that. I will say my family was fantastic. They always they always took care. Of the day of my birthday was my birthday, and then Christmas was Christmas. Um, yeah. As a kid growing up, it was great. I mean, I loved it because like you know all the best toys came out around Christmas time. So sure. Okay. I might have gotten yeah. gotten a toy for my birthday, and then gotten all the accessories for Christmas, and I was like, let's go. Right. Um, okay. But man, like when I turned yeah. about 10 or so, then it was just became, you know, for extended family and things like that. Um, everybody was pretty good, but it was, uh, it wouldn't Merges be in. unheard of to have a card that said, you know, double tap on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I will say my family was really intentional about it and, and, you know, kept birthday and Christmas yep. their own type of a thing. So, but yeah. I always said, I was like, you know, I'm my mother's, uh, I'm my mama's favorite uh, bir- Christmas gift. Like there was, there's no better yeah. Christmas gift than me, right? That was yeah, what, that was my cute. theory on growing up. Um, yeah, that's and, cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so <laughs> this isn't Mother's Day um, episode. Did we do it's a Mother's Day. Day episode? I don't think we did a Mother's Day. I don't, know, we? I don't we think we did. No. Oh. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. also, Mother's Day is in May, right? Mary's month. Mm-hmm, it's kind mm-hmm. of funny. Um, but in any case, um, this is, so this isn't Mother's Day. This is talking about Father's Day. Um, and we're doing familial stuff. So why don't we just stick on this? So, um, okay. yeah, we're, we're going to talk about dads. 
and about fatherhood. So this will be mm-hmm. this will be kind of biological paternal stuff, but also moving to the spiritual, and we'll kind of just see yeah. how this goes here. But talk about fathers and fatherhood, um, because we are fathers in a way, although very different than than other fathers. Um, but uh, any favorite stories about your uh, your dad growing up? Gosh, so many. Well, like sticks out. Dad. What is like? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, I mean, who who you know? Yeah, it's hard not to. You've got that kind I of mean, cool ha- helmet, of, that helmet of his, that hat of his. Yeah, I don't know if um, it, behind the there. camera can pick it up, but um, my father was a coal miner, so I have his yeah. coal miner's helmet uh, on the shelf behind me. So if you don't see it in this video, you can see it in other videos. It sometimes yeah. moves around and it's better in the shot. But yeah, my father was a coal miner, so I got his helmet back there. Um, but yeah, just growing up, my dad was just he blue collar and just worked his rear end off for all of us, but. I remember like when we got into like middle school into junior high and stuff, my dad and I, we just loved to go fishing. And it was mm-hmm. like almost every night we would just hop in the car. There was a little pond uh, near housing development out near where our house was. And we just go fishing almost every night. Um, and it was just so much fun. Fish till it dark, fish till you couldn't see the bobber out there. Um, and just a hilarious experiences out there fishing um catching turtles i remember caught a turtle on their fin once because we were dragging the bottom of the uh, pond and having to get a fish hook out of the flipper of a snapping turtle was not necessarily the best thing that you wanted to do um but yeah just growing up you know watching nascar um fishing with my dad just all of those types of things those are just bonding moments and it's a reality you could like we could just sit on that dock for hours, not necessarily yeah. having to say a thing to each other, but just enjoying yeah. each other's sure. presence. And it was yep. just perfect. Yeah. Those are the moments I, I always treasure and love. So yeah, but shout out. I get to go to a NASCAR race with my pops here coming up this summer. So I'm looking forward to that. Wow. NASCAR, the most, yeah, most spectated sport in America or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's because yeah. the stadium is like 200,000 people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember much. my dad, uh, my, my dad's great. I love my dad as much as you love your dad, probably or more. It's hard to say love is just love. Yeah. Um, if for our dads, it's great. And my dad was, uh, my dad was great. And he, he, uh, yeah, what should I say? Um, so my brother and I played hockey or started, we live in Buffalo, New York. So at some point you start mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. hockey and it's necessary. Um, and my dad, he grew up in New Jersey, so he never, never skated or anything yeah. really much or played hockey. Um, and you'd think that a father, of course, that meant would just kind of drop the kids off or something, let them do. And, you know, something. Yeah. but he, uh, because they're always looking for coaches and things um, to help out at <laughs> practice and all this kind of thing. He thought, well, I'll just do it. So uh, I have these great visions of my dad just on skates uh, at all the practices um, usually oftentimes wearing a red, uh, you know, a red, red coat, um, with a hockey <laughs> stick. And I mean, not, you know, obviously not the best skater on the, on the, on the ice mm-hmm. at all, but still like committed to being there. And then of course, also on the bench, like learning how to understand hockey plays and even coaching some games or something. So just like stepping in there, like a dad, like a boss, yeah. um, and taking over <laughs> as necessary because that's what dads do. Um, for their for their children, so I I many many hours and many experiences mm. on the in the ice rink with my dad doing something that he didn't grow up with or anything and was not an expert on, but was happy to do it and excited to to support all, us and uh, and the other kids. So that's 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 a dad thing I say I should say, um, which is great. And people have a lot of good stories about fatherhood, I think. But uh, you know, we're in a culture now, at least it seems that uh, so, so gender is always a tricky one at the moment. But also that like fatherhood itself is mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. sometimes seen as, um, well, old fashioned or maybe not appropriate or maybe we'll take parts of it or something. Um, but there's and, and that, you know, a lot of it's just patriarchy or um, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. grew up, I, I mean, you're, you're, much, you're younger than I am. 
Uh, but we grew up. Homer Simpson so was uh, was the Simpsons was a show that. Well, I think it's right. I think it's still going on. Yeah, it's been like thirty so. years or something. It's incredible. Um, and there was notion of like Homer Simpson was this kind of oafish dad, and there was something nice mm-hmm. about him, but he just was pretty incompetent and didn't know his way around things. Um, and there was a sense that that was like the kind of an attack on fatherhood. I think we're yeah. over that, but I think we're over that because fatherhood just disappeared as opposed to something you need to assault. I think that people don't get a sense of the distinctiveness of, of a father. So I think this is why I want to talk just a little about uh, in praise of fatherhood and the necessity of seeing this as different from say motherhood, uh, mm-hmm. that the father, yeah. fathers have something specific to offer there. So what is it do you think just Anthony about, about fathers when you think about fatherhood or fathers, what's, what's it all about? Yeah, I think, you know, you bring up that, that great line. I mean, when we were growing up, like there's that TV sitcom dad, that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the kind of the dumb, masculine comedic relief. That's just the father of the family. And, you know, is he goes to his, you know, whatever job it is, but the mom runs the house and, and things like that. And he's just kind of in and out of the life. But yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of concept because like we grew up with that. That was every sitcom. Mm-hmm. That was every TV show that had that uh, presentation of it. But when I take a step back, I I'm reflecting on an aspect of I think masculinity, but it is like in an intense, kind of, almost like kind of crystallized version with fatherhood. And I remember um, right before I went into um, enter the Dominicans, right before that, like kind of summer, um, cousin of mine had her, uh, had her first child, a little boy, and we had a big barbecue, and everybody's out there, and you know everybody takes the time holding um, holding the little guy, and so in doing so, you know I watch my sisters, my mom, and all my female uh, relatives, and everybody, and they're all holding him, you know, kind of against their chest and things like that, but when he was given to, to me and my father and uh, his grandfather, my, my uncle, there was something really crazy unique that just like instinctively we all did. Like we didn't actually hold him like across, but like we propped him up in our chest. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like we held sack. him a little more. Yeah. Like vertical in this way. And yeah, more incompetently. I, yeah. I remember just like reflecting on like just instantly. That's how we're like, here we go. And, and watching yeah. the, the difference in masculinity and femininity was like, okay, mothers want to nurture, mothers want to comfort. Um, but in, in a father, like it just as we propped the, the, the little guy up on our chest, it was kind of like, I want to raise you up to my perspective. I want to show you this world. And I want to like give you this, um, help you kind of see the world as I see it in this way. And that was a really just like fascinating thing. And I mm-hmm. think that's part of mm-hmm. what fatherhood does is it helps um, it kind of is a little more outward looking. It yes. looks at the world and kind of sees what's on the horizon and helps the child to then mature and grow into this reality as it presents and as I engage with it. That's my role is and it's this immediate, like I'm going to actually engage with this outside world, mm-hmm. maybe protect you from certain things, maybe kind of direct you in certain ways, but it's this helping the child to engage with reality as it is. Yeah. Um, and I remember what, it, what is it? The a famous line from Lion King when they're up on like pride rock and Simba is there. He's like, all oh, that the light touches, like he takes him up to the heights to yeah, show I him. I hate you for this. Everything. I hate you for this, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great. But, but like, I'm going to turn it. That's... So yeah, that's fine. I'm okay. Gonna good, to, good. I'm going to turn it to yeah. good. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it takes, it takes at the top to show him this sort of thing. Yeah. So we, 
when we ask about a father, by the way, um, as, as a caveat to all our listeners, we're going to be running roughshod over um, sort of like stereotypes and all these sort of things that you might be cringe, that someone might be super offended by. Just take these as uh, Let's call them, I was going to say, let's call them archetypes and not Let's call them archetypes here. We don't need to say, yeah. yeah, we don't need to worry about like, you know, whether whether women are allowed to leave homes or whether men can actually yes. like take care of kids Thank and you. put kids to bed and that kind yeah. of stuff. Let's not worry about that. We're do, these are like archetypal features of, of masculinity and femininity of a uh, paternity and maternity, fatherhood, motherhood. Mm -hmm. Okay. But to get to this Lion King analogy issue, um, the, <laughs> when I think about, I mean, the why fatherhood is, is, is important is there is this outward kind of uh, going, there's an outward focus uh, introducing to the world. Mothers do this mm -hmm. through kind of narrating and describing and speaking, this sort of thing, whereas fathers do this in some ways as, um, as like taking them out, leading them around. Um, mm -hmm you know, carry sort of the, a, there's a physicality to it. In the mothers, it's more like you were, I get a sense of maternity as, and motherhood as, as emotionally introducing the child to the world, um, because it has to be introduced as a person who can feel things and all this. Um, whereas fathers are, are, are designed to introduce the world physically in this, in a sort of way mm -hmm. yeah. of getting to, and this has to do, I think with, or tie it to uh, the providential aspect, because our prime analogate, of course, we name God Father because of our, so analogies to, to God, work from us to him, at least in the mm -hmm. naming of it, but it picks up an aspect of him that we learn about. So he reveals to us that he's Father. Now, we don't know mm -hmm. that by, by reason, but it's fitting in the fact that we do realize he doesn't just want to be called Father, but he is a Father in a way, or that's the way he reveals himself to us because of this providential thing. He's Father in the sense of, of generating, of creating, mm -hmm. and then providing mm -hmm. and acting in all these kind of ways that he, he protects, he provides, he pushes, he does all of this kind of stuff that I think if we see father as being related to God, the father in this way, uh, it allows us to pick out some features of human fatherhood and therefore just mm -hmm. the concept of fatherhood that you're bringing out in terms of one, introducing to the world and taking them out, doing things, carrying them, but also in this providential, like looking more than just into the eyes of the person, I get the mother's sense is more of an internal bringing to life the person's internal depths. And the father's job is to bring those that person out into the external kind of thing. That's just a some, some yeah. reflection on that. And it, it's, it's important to see that too, is like, we're not just either promoting or, or asking this to be just a purely like kind of transactional, like exteriority mm -hmm. type of a thing. Like there's a real in need for the father to take the entirety of the person and not just, you know, oh, I'm providing, I'm putting food on the table and I have a roof over the head. Now, like I'm a good father. It's like, no, this is, this is the entirety of the human person, but it is about this kind of, um, like you said, understanding God as father. And what do we see his providential care uh, for the entirety of the person, you know, body and soul, um, his, uh, the generating aspects of it and, um, the, the protecting aspects and the amount of times that you see this is God protecting his children and fighting for his children. And those all aspects is like, oh, this is, this is a much more, um, dynamic understanding of fatherhood than just mm -hmm. simply providing things like providing the circumstances through which life can happen. It's like, yes. that's not fatherhood, right? That's not what we're talking about here. Um, and we, we see that kind of out of the, uh, the Lord's life himself. Yeah, this is pa parenting. Parenting is not just uh, being progenitors. So not just pro 
mm-hmm. producing, mm-hmm. but rather shaping, adducing a form, so so that both the mother and father. This is the beauty of the of the Catholic faith, at least from JP two, um, that his emphasis reemphasis again on the complementarity, the necessity of both right, male and female, right. man and woman, to bring out. Um, the aspects of of our person in those particular distinctive ways, and one of the virtues, I suppose, if we do virtue language, I've always associated yeah. with fatherhood, and this is a general stereotype, I'm not archetype, you could say, again, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, which is, I think, true, is that justice. Here's another aspect of God the Father as as uh, the just one, but also mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. fathers as embodying and teaching in some fashion justice. Not to say that women teach injustice. Um, but to say that 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 the, that the father has this sort of aspect of justice, uh, fairness, or something that we get, I think, just uh, anecdotally through the sense of you know, wait till dad gets home, that kind of language, or to yeah. ask your father, or this kind of you know, the punishment comes with the father, not just because of physicality, but there's some aspect of this. I'm reminded from of this with um, with the priesthood, because mm-hmm. there's a tradition, of course, that. Um, when you get ordained, uh, you give the, um, oh, what is that thing called? It starts with an M. The, it's the uh, manaturgia to your mom. Manaturgia to your mother. So she's, so this manaturgia is the, is the, the towel, the, the small towel that you've wiped your hands after they've been anointed with, with the sacred chrism for, for, yeah. uh, for, for mass. And you give that to your mother and she is buried with that. And it's a sort of Jesus says, oh, well, she's, she's got the ticket. Uh, she gets in for free because she gave me a priest, that kind of stuff. Um, it's basically the easy pass. Yeah, it's easy pass to get in. So mothers, if you're looking for easy pass into heaven, um, uh, priesthood, because then you get the manaturgia. Um, and Done. so we, that's, that's, and you give that to your mother, of course, right after you're, you're dead. But mm-hmm. another tradition, of course, uh, is is to give uh, a stole, um, mm-hmm. a, your first confessional stole for, that you've heard a confession on, um, to to your father. That he might be buried with that, symbolizing in the confessional, it's about just God's justice and also God's mercy, and that there's this yeah, kind of judgmental yeah, yeah. aspect, and that symbolism, I, I, I think, ties again into the fatherhood as which, I, which is about justice, which has to be tempered yes. with mercy, but because mm-hmm. of it's based in justice. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on in that, and it's it's beautiful how these traditions happen, and but they become, you know they kind of peel back the layers into some mm-hmm. real uh respond to of, deeper truths yeah, yeah exactly and it's not like well i gave mom something i should probably give dad something too uh this seems right it's like actually no these are there's a real depth in these and they're the kind of appropriateness you mentioned jp2's understanding the complementarity of a family um and the need for that um but so too do we see it um elsewhere throughout the entirety of our faith sure yeah, and I think um, I'm going to pivot on that as well. Mm-hmm. There's just so much talk about fatherhood. I feel like I, I, I know talk about the archetypal stuff a lot more. But I want to get to um, JP2 himself because he's great on mm-hmm. this issue, and uh, something that you care about because I know um, uh, because of your name. So, <laughs> the father. If we look for images, archetypes, because not everyone has uh, great fathers. Not everyone has the blessings that the two of us have had, and many others. I hope our listeners have. Um, and God the Father, of course, is is always there, but the, there's sometimes a mediator is necessary. And of course, Jesus has a sort of fatherhood as well. But yeah. of course, the kind of arch, the, the the quintessential, the model of fatherhood, mm-hmm. at least humanly speaking, is is Joseph, Saint Joseph, yeah. the the foster father, um, who we're obviously the Dominicans of our province are very close to because we're Saint Joseph's province, um, yep. who has been reinserted, thankfully, in the in all the Eucharistic prayers, who is making a comeback, you could say, as kind of an intercessor mm-hmm. after a while. Don't call um, it a comeback. Who, Let's go. Yeah, 
he's always been back, but a, a more explicit real re- realization that actually you can't let you can't you can't let him out of your sight. And I've yeah, yeah St. Joseph's beautiful, but you have a particular uh, uh, love of St. Joseph. So what is it about mm-hmm. uh, St. Joseph um, that again gives us models or in, archetypes or images of what it means to be a father? Yeah, when we see when we look or or turn our gaze towards St. Joseph. Um, he's a fascinating individual to to see is because mm-hmm. his mission was to be the the protector of the redeemer, the custodian of the redeemer, as JP two calls it yeah. um, in his uh, beautiful letter on Saint Joseph. Uh, calls him the custodian of the redeemer, and that this child and the Blessed Virgin Mary, and that's the thing that like you know when my devotion to Saint Joseph started, recognizing that you know this whole kind of path of redemption this this paschal mystery that will be you know the source of uh, the redemption of all mankind it was entrusted to saint joseph from the very beginning that the blessed virgin mary um immaculate as she was and is christ in his incarnation were entrusted to saint joseph and you see the humility of Saint Joseph to take on that ma- that mission, um, in to be able to then provide for the Holy Family as it was to love them, um, and I don't think there's anything uh, off-putting to to think about the love that they shared as a family is a deep, deep love. But it was always this kind of uh, understanding of their familial love within the context of. Uh, the story of salvation and redemption. And so when we turn to St. Joseph and see his role as the head of the Holy Family, and this is, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's no kind of um, debating that. It was clear he was the head of the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a few aspects. And the first is his ability to um, promptly respond to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. You know, there there was a decisive, prompt response to the Holy Spirit. There wasn't this kind of dilly-dallying or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When the angel said, you know, take this woman into your, your home for the child that is in her is of the Holy Spirit, he did just that, you know. And when it was, okay, you know, the Herod's going to be searching for this child. You need to take him in Egypt. He did just that. And I think there was this confidence in who Joseph was. There was an absurdity to the mission and his mission mm-hmm. was to care for you know the son of god and an immaculate virgin so that's a pretty absurd mission but he had a confidence in god so now we get mm-hmm. back to this whole concept of the providence of god mm-hmm. he didn't really understand he didn't know the reasons behind it but he had a confidence that this is god's will and i will confidently and promptly respond to it with each new inspiration of the holy spirit um and yeah. to see that as like a a bigger arc of his life is that he had this confidence in God's will for his life. And that gave him the ability to make decisive and prompt decisions um, in that way. I think another interesting aspect of tying into both the kind of the biological or the psychological aspect of human fatherhood and uh, the revealed father, you know, the, well, the divine dispensation of having St. Joseph as the head of the Holy Family, as you say, the absurd mission of Immaculate Conception and the, and the Son of God. Um, it, it's interesting that I don't think you could do this with a mother, um, that without, so he, St. Joseph is just an ordinary guy in a sense. I mean, he's extraordinary, mm-hmm. but he has no Immaculate Conception. He's, he's, right. and, you know, he's just a, he's, he's a good man. He's a, he's a just man, as they say, the just man. Um, but what's interesting about fatherhood that I think is different than motherhood, psychologically, is that, 
you kind of you you and this is the humility aspect you learn to be a father from those around you so i remember a talk mm -hmm. by on fatherhood by a, a professor uh, at providence college uh, raymond professor raymond hayne was spectacular and he talked about mm -hmm. raising daughters and how raising daughters taught him opened up his in a sense his fatherhood and the way leon bloy at some point says that suffering opens up aspects to the heart that we did not know were even there yeah. creates yeah. this space i think with fatherhood with motherhood in a sense you have to be it's already got to be up and running because the minute the you know the child's there you've had a child for a while and your motherhood i i suspect i don't i have never been a mother don't intend to be i uh, <laughs> think it's metaphysically impossible um so but it seems like you've got to presuppose what kind of more or less what motherhood is and you learn to make mistakes but like there's a sense of it's all there mm -hmm. whereas the fatherhood because it comes in a sense externally it's about the in some ways external you didn't have a child growing up and raising in you you're aiming at this kind of external relationship in a way that has to be entered into uh, on fishing docks and other things you get to learn your your capacities as a father are brought out by those you father mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think in that case it's not at all unfitting that saint joseph even as without Mac didn't have macro conception is is a servant as father because he's learning he's being his fatherhood potencies potential to fatherhood his capacities are being actualized and brought out by these two perfect people by mary yeah, yeah. and and jesus so that it has this kind of cyclical move on it uh, that is i think reflective of being a father such that fathers have a, a should have at least ought to have an ingrained humility i think this is true for the fatherhood to the priesthood as well is that yeah. um yeah. we don't come uh born out of seminary launched from the womb of the church's ordinational experience uh ready to go and all perfect That's, but wow. rather well we learn our father we learn our spiritual fatherhood whatever that is um by our ministering to others yeah, and yeah. that others provide uh, a sense of they tell us in a sense help us to be who we are and learn yeah. what we ought to be in that way I mean that that's a beautiful reflection. I'm I'm a big proponent of talking about how masculinity is handed on generation mm -hmm. by generation. It's very vertical in that sense. But I think so too is with this aspects of fatherhood. Like you were saying, you know, by the time the child is is born, um the mother has her life has radically changed over the last nine months, right? Yeah. You know, she's felt the child kick, she's, you know, had um, you know, the chaotic storm of hormones over the last nine months and unable to sleep and walk and you mm -hmm. know her life has radically changed the father's life hasn't changed mm -hmm. like it hasn't had an effect on him and i know you know from not good intrinsically mine, in the same way like yeah. extrinsically changing to different patterns but like in in his person it has not in the same way no. that it had with the woman yeah and and from good friends of mine you know they say like you mm -hmm. know the moment they realize that their father is when they hold the child for the first yeah. time yeah, yeah you know like same and way. that's how important that first moment of holding the child is and so this is why i you know i think it's so freaking important to when you see you know nativity scenes or the crash scene like joseph is right there he's in it and that's mm. probably the most important day for him mm. the you right. know the yeah, annunciation point. was the important day for the blessed virgin yeah. The birth of Christ on Christmas was the important day for St. Joseph. That was the introduction. The annunciation was the introduction of Jesus to Mary in a sense. And the, and the, the yeah. incarnation was the, or the nativity was the introduction of, mm -hmm. uh, of Joseph to Jesus or Jesus to Joseph. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good and point. then he, he, he took on this reality and then it was up to him to kind of rear the child 
and teach him, you know, they say like, oh, he's a carpenter, he's the carpenter's son. So he kind of takes on Joseph's identity in his humanity and his masculinity, which is, that's yeah. a whole nother like freaking episode, I'm, I'm afraid. But like to see that yeah. Joseph took on that role and responsibility to not just father the Christ child, but to impart his own humanity mm -hmm. into yep. the Christ child. Sure. So what we see in Christ in some, in a qualified way, but I think we, in a real way, we can say was learned from St. Joseph. You know, so yeah. this is why we can yeah. speak of Joseph as a just man, as mm -hmm. a as a meek man, um, as a humble man, a merciful yeah, man. Man of the Beatitudes. Because, yep. Man of the Beatitudes. And yeah, in I a think sense, you could say that the Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes, is maybe sort of a reflection. It's a, a, a maybe a reflection on his experience of Joseph uh, as well. Mm -hmm. We could see that maybe there. Yeah. That's yeah, that's interesting. I think the we only got a couple more minutes, so I just want to close out on some. <sighs> Come on. Uh, just some some reflections on the importance of not only like fatherhood for societies we've talked about and maybe we haven't done psychology mm -hmm. that kind of stuff or sociology or cultural <laughs> anthropology but just spiritually in the sense that uh, calling god father i think some people have trouble with this i think some people are told yes. they ought to have trouble with this um and yet it is revealed that not only god is father but we are given the prayer when jesus when, when the disciples ask how should we pray jesus he says our father he addresses right. the father as father. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. This is important to him. And I, I take it that's not just a cultural thing that, you know, happened to be due to first century uh, Palestinian Jews would have said this sort of thing because I think he's a son of God and all sorts of other theological, uh, uh, you know, issues that-, that Implications because implications of that. Implications yeah. mm -hmm. But um, why is it, would you say, why do you think it's important to pray and to God as father? And why, why do you, what, what is that, what difference does that make in, in, in a Christian and a Catholic's life? It, it makes every difference in a, in a Christian's life. I mean, we are, you know, created in the image and likeness of God, but um, being just that, being the creature to the creator is part of what we can all pursue and what we all know. But to look at God and call him father is not natural. That is purely supernatural. And mm -hmm. it's in our baptism that we have been conformed to the son of God in Christ in, in that ability, then we can utter with the same voice and cry out with his spirit, Abba father. And so it's mm -hmm. so important that like, that is not, that is not a natural relationship. That's a gift that we receive in our baptism and to be yes. united to that is to claim that, yeah, we actually have a father who protects us, who provides for us, who pursues us, who raises us up to understand reality as he sees it. So now we start to see the world that he created, but through the mm -hmm. eyes of a father, and he starts to kind of lay the landscape out for us in all these ways. So to cry out to God as father is, is a uniquely and purely Christian task to to turn to God in a paternal way is, mm -hmm. is something that's only done um, in the Son through the Holy Spirit. And so to not be afraid of that and to know yeah. that even in that very first prayer that uh, Jesus taught us, the Our Father, he teaches us to pray in the first person plural, not the first person mm -hmm. singular. It's not my Father, it's Our Father. And so in doing such, we then claim a familial relationship with other baptized Christians that we mm -hmm. are one and we have this uh, shared father through which we share an identity with each other. Yeah, that's, that's a good point that the, the, the brotherhood of man, brotherhood mm -hmm. and sisterhood of man and woman uh, requires the fatherhood of God uh, such that yes, you don't does. have brothers and sisters if you don't have fathers um, and mm -hmm. mothers, obviously, but fathers in this case, I think the other point is that there's a sense that you mentioned uh, a responsibility. God owes us nothing. 
Um, he was himself <laughs> everything. Yeah. And when he tells us that he is father, he's making promises to himself for us. And that in baptism, in a sense, we have a sense of there is a father who loves us and who is intending to not just watch over us and make sure like we're doing everything right, you know, the sort of absent father, but a father who is intending the best for his children. And then we mm-hmm. can go to him with confidence, asking him for assistance, for help in love, trusting that this is a, a father who cares for us because that's what fatherhood does is protect, cares, protects for those outside of him. And mm-hmm. why fatherhood is super important for God in relation to him is because he's not us. I mean, we're outside of him. We're creatures, as you said, yeah, he's yeah. a creator, but he's not just a creator in the sense of, you know, some sort of mechanical thing, but he's a father. He generates yeah. uh, life and the Trinity and then, and then generates us through baptism and our creation and relates to us in a new way. So, is it, so to drill down on, and to spend some time thinking about addressing God in particular intentional, intentional ways as father thinking, and then working on what that means. I think it's, I mean, I have it on Jesus's account. that This is a good thing to do. So I think it'll be <laughs> fruitful in your lives, but that's it for us. Thanks again to all our supporters. Happy Father's Day for the fathers out there. And thank you for all that you do for the world and for your sons and for God. If you'd like to tithe to our work, check us out at patreon.com forward slash Godsplain and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Visit godsplain.org to shop our merchandise and to get dates and information for upcoming Godsplain events. Those particularly would be the men's sort of fatherhood and training you could say, um, retreat mm-hmm. in August, um, which would be great. And then also the, uh, the young adults uh, retreat in November. So check out the website uh, and just type in God's Plain retreats or whatever, and you'll get linked to that. So that's it from us here, but know of our prayers and please pray for us. And we'll catch you next time on God's Planning. Mm-hmm.